helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. They say sunlight is the best disinfectant. Recent news confirms that Washington, D.C. needs to be scrubbed down with bleach. From the Biden bribery scandal, the abuse of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act to spy on American citizens, and the FBI cover-ups, it's beginning to sound a lot like a line from The Wizard of Oz. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my! Bribery and spying and cover-ups, oh my! Now that these corruptions have come to light, will the American people disinfect our government in Washington, D.C.? Or will we simply assume that someone will do something while no one does anything? The crimes have been exposed. It's about time the American people mount up, form a posse out of our elected representatives, and bring these people to justice. Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This, ladies and gentlemen, is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. And just as the people who drafted the preamble said, one of the reasons we do this was to help establish justice. And I'm so glad you could join me, and I'm so glad that you hopefully agree with me that justice should be our goal, not political revenge, not petty retribution, but justice, uh, affording all to their due. Uh, Everybody gets their day in court, um, but that day in court has to be seeking justice, not just for the accused, but for the American people as a whole. Now, I'm old enough to remember Watergate. Watergate. Yeah, I was, a, I was a child at the time. I was in elementary school. But I do remember some of the things coming up around Watergate. And the thing I remember most is that it wasn't the initial crime that really got all the attention. It was the cover-up that really brought down uh, President Nixon. Even his own party could not put up with the cover-up of what was done. And I look at the news today, and I'm wondering... Do we have any shame left? Can, can we not look at what's going on and saying, maybe we should be dealing with this? Because as news came out that the, uh, the, an executive from the Ukrainian energy company Burisma claims to have tapes, audio tapes, of then-Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter reportedly discussing bribes that they received. I don't know about you, but I would think this would be a big deal. This would certainly be something newsworthy, something worth covering. But based on what I've seen, not not so much. I saw one report that said on ABC, CBS, and NBC News, they spent a total of 291 minutes covering the Trump uh, indictment. Right? This, is according to, this is done by MR, Media Research Center. 291 minutes. Do you know how much time they spent on the Burisma bribery coverage? Not a second. At least as of, uh, was it June 13th, which is when this was was posted, um, tells you a lot about what's going on, which to me actually brings up an interesting question. You see, if, if you open a window, but the doors of the room are closed, does the sunlight get in? I have a, a room in my house uh, it's on the eastern side of the house, and it's got some nice open windows. But because it's a bedroom, the doors frequently close, which means that light doesn't generally spread very far. 
it makes me wonder why, again, people pay attention to these networks, probably because they've never been exposed to the light of anything different. It's one of the reasons why in the Patriots program, we have the committees of correspondence, this idea of we want to build a communications process by which we can share this information because it's being censored in so many other places. But it's not just, I mean, the censorship is one thing. To me, that's the cover-up. And um, maybe these three news organizations are parties to it, or maybe not. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to point that out yet. I, I have my opinion, but uh, I don't know if it's an active cover-up or just lazy reporting. But let's take a look at the um, at the actual allegations. Now, Senator Chuck Grassley claims that the the an executive from Burisma who allegedly paid $5 million to Joe Biden and another $5 million to another member of the Biden family, um, kept audio recordings, his insurance policy. Now, the interesting thing is I've I've heard some people play recordings, but I haven't seen them. I haven't heard them myself. I I haven't had access to them myself, which which to me, it's important because context matters. Uh, I like to use the example, you know, if you were to walk into a room and uh, you heard me talking to a friend of mine about how I beat my wife every night. That sounds pretty bad until you listen to the rest of the conversation and realize we're talking about playing canasta. So the context is important. So at this point, it is an allegation from a politician. Right? So that should put that's like you know two. Maybe we should take a couple pinches of salt with this. You know, two things that are that are considered, but these are explosive. And if it is true that there are recordings of uh, Joe Biden uh, taking a bribe, that is very, very important. You see, there have been a a flurry of impeachment articles that have been, let's just say, really badly formed. Marjorie Taylor Greene has made a lot of accusations, but she didn't actually point to anything that that, uh, um, actually is is impeachable. Because remember, people, uh, um, officials can be impeached for four reasons. Bribery, treason, which by the way has a specific definition in the Constitution, high crimes and misdemeanors. So uh, bribery is one of the reasons why someone can be impeached. And if we have a person who at the time as vice president was uh, accepting a bribe, well, should he be impeached and be convicted, not only can he be removed from office, but he would be barred from ever serving again. Now, in the case of Joe Biden, not a lot of chances that he's ever going to serve again. Um, He's just, he's too old. He's not going to be around that long. But even if that's the case, and I'm sure there's some people out going, well, does it matter? Okay, maybe we get him to not run in 24, but he's an old man, big deal. It's justice. You see, if you can take a bribe and then spend years claiming that your political opponent's are being manipulated by foreign entities when it's actually you? Well, something has to break there. You've not only done the, there's not the injustice of you accepting the bribe, but what have you done to other people? What about the justice to to Donald Trump, who um, in in many cases, uh, according to some reports, could have won the 2020 election if the media had bothered to talk about the the Hunter Biden scandal. 
you know, there, there are several swing states where something like 17% of Biden voters said they would have voted differently in these swing states if they had known. That's why the sunlight is so important. But it's not simply the bribe. I mean, the bribe is bad. Don't get me wrong. The, the bribe is bad. But there's more. During testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, Deputy FBI Deputy Director Paul Abbott, uh, I'm sorry, Abate, uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. He was asked a, a very poignant, couple of very poignant questions from Senator Marsha Blackburn. Now I want to talk about Senator Grassley's information from yesterday, because when the FBI produced the document that you referred to earlier. Uh, relating to the Biden bribery allegations, and you gave that to House Oversight, you all redacted any reference to the fact that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden had those 17 audio voice recordings. So first of all, why did you redact that part of the information? Senator, first, um, as I said before, your assertion, or anyone who makes the assertion that the FBI is politicized, I reject it wholeheartedly. It's wrong. I reject your reality and substitute my own. I mean, that's what came to mind. What, what do you mean that, that the, uh, the FBI has not been politicized? This very same FBI that spent six years on an investigation of one political candidate, a sitting president, without any predicate offense, any proof of a predicate offense, Yet another one, you're redacting information about a about evidence of an actual crime? This this man, I don't know if he just lives in La La Land or if he's just a politician becomes such a good liar that he can come up with this nonsense and, and get away with it. I'm surprised. It's probably a part of decorum. I'm surprised the senator didn't bust out laughing when he said that. You said in your response to Senator Cruz that you and the FBI do your job to the best of your ability. So why don't you tell me what your job is? Is it to defend and shield Joe Biden, or is your job to protect this country and the Constitution of the United States? Which is it? The job of the FBI is to protect the country, keep people safe, and uphold the Constitution of our great country. So Period. That's what we work to do every day, objectively, there are not two standards of justice. There is only one. It's applied equally to each and, and every by person. Perception, there are two standards, very clear standards of justice in this country. We see it every single day. The American people see this every single day. They look at you and they see a politicized entity that is weaponizing an agency of the federal government against the American people. That is not the FBI that I see, Senator. You have to remember that in her opening statement, which I didn't play for you, Senator Blackburn pointed out that he says, you showed, you showed up at, at pro-life homes and you, you, you brought out guns. You, you, you know, all of these examples of, uh, you know, you, you went after President Trump, but you're not going after President Biden. All of these examples of the two-tiered system that she's referring to that we see each and every day. And this man is either willfully blind or just corrupt, corruptly incompetent. But I have to ask, if you now know, if it has come to light that the leadership in the FBI, the deputy of the director of the FBI, cannot see what is plainly in front of his face, 
Isn't it time we start, oh, I don't know, removing him? Why did you decide to conceal the information in that revelation to the House Oversight Committee? Why did you redact all of that re uh, pertaining to the phone calls? We have exceptional people within the in You're the not FBI, answering the, the question. Best. Why did you redact that information? And they work relentlessly every day to keep this you country safe and to protect people. You chose not to reveal that the Period. calls were there, and Senator Grassley found it out anyway. Is that accurate? With regard to the you document... To you chose to redact it, yes or no? We often redact documents to protect... So you chose to redact the, the fact that there are 17 voice recordings, two of those with the now president. You chose to redact that and not to give that to House Oversight. I have Is no idea if there are voice recordings or not. What I will tell you with respect to the you document, no the document was redacted to protect the source, as everyone knows, well, then and this is a question of life my and death, time potentially. Has expired. Now, I have not seen the document, but as I understand it, this document, which is a, a, a an unclassified, again, unclassified federal document, states that there are recordings. Now, if there is a, a source in there, well, I'm sure you could redact the source, but the fact that you redacted the fact, the, the data that there are recordings, two of which include a uh, recording of the sitting president of the United States, then vice president, of receiving a bribe. I'm sorry, that is the perfect evidence of the two-tiered justice system. To say he hasn't seen it, he doesn't know what in it, what's in it. Again, either this man is a complete imbecile and therefore unqualified for office, or he's a lying, thieving swamp creature, unworthy of the office. But in either case, if he has, um, I have to ask the question, um, has in this rejection, has this, this individual or people under his auspices, have they committed uh, um, obstruction of justice? Have they intentionally manipulated their response to a, a subpoena in order to obstruct justice? goes back to Marsha Blackburn's original question of him, or one of the questions, are you here to protect the Constitution or are you here to protect Joe Biden? That is a very important question. And again, it is which is as bad as the bribery is, to me, the cover-up is going to, it makes it even worse. If there's evidence of a bribe, then there should be articles of impeachment against President Joe Biden. It should be uh, those those articles should be passed by the House. It should not, by the way, be on party lines. If it is, it probably will be on party lines. It should not be. It should be tried by the Senate. Again, it should be tried by justice, not tried on party lines. I don't know if we're still capable of that because the American people have hired such criminally corrupt swamp things in our in our Congress that I don't know that that uh, they could actually uh, hold such it. I'd love to see. The, the, you know, again, let's see the evidence and let's see if we can come up with it to remove this person from office. Oh, but then we get Kamala Harris. Well, that's the problem we have with hiring these two buffoons, letting our states hire these two buffoons to be our chief executive and his backup. Now, I have so much more I have to cover, but I have a break coming up and I, I don't want to get interrupted in the middle of that. So before I go, though, please check out the Constitution Study Patriots program. 
part of what we're doing here is I want to have a program. I don't want this to replace the groups and organizations that already exist. I want to give them tools so that they can do their job better. Go to constitutionstudy.com slash patriots to find out more. The entry point for this is the mini boot camp. I'm going to be holding an in-person mini boot camp July 1st in Shelbyville, Tennessee. You can find out more. There's a link on the Patriots page, or you can just go to constitutionstudy.com slash bootcamp and find out more. Please use these tools to defend your rights, because ladies and gentlemen, as long as we have this two-tier justice system, they will be coming for your rights. They have been, and they will continue to. And individually, we may not be able to stop them, but we need to learn to defend our own rights. This lead bit of constitutional self-defense is incredibly important. Now, one other thing I'd love you to do is head over to HealthyCell.com. They are a leading innovator in supplements designed to work at the cellular level. One of the ones we use here in the Engel household is REM sleep. It is the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed using nothing but vitamins and an easy-to-use travel-ready gel pack. So if you're tired of being tired, check out REM sleep from Healthy Cell, and because you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order. All you have to do is use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So again, go to HealthyCell.com, put your, your cart together, maybe try some REM sleep or any of their other products, but be sure to use that code OUTLOUD at checkout. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has. 
creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back, everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study today. It's bribery and spying and cover-ups. Oh, my. We talk a lot about the Biden bribery scandal and all the nonsense, the cover-ups that are going on around it. But it's interesting because Deputy Director Abate was saying, well, this isn't a two-tier justice system. There's only a single justice. And we all apply it equally and, and without baloney. There's been another example. The, 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 um, according to reports that the, the, the use of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, the FISA court, has been used over 3.3 million times against American citizens without a warrant or without court approval. And the by far the greatest abuser, the biggest abuser of this crime is the FBI. Now, the thing to remember is a lot of people say, well, it, it wasn't private information they were looking at. The Constitution, the Fourth Amendment, doesn't say you have a right to privacy. Yes, privacy is, is something you, you have from it, but the Fourth Amendment says that um, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Ladies and gentlemen, the Department of Justice, the FBI, have apparently violated your right to be secure from unreasonable searches at least three Point three million times using just the FISA courts. Oh, by the way, 19,000 uh, uh, times was this surveillance tool used against campaign donors, people who gave money to a campaign. Yet of those 19,000, only eight had, had suspected foreign ties. Not, not, not 8,000, eight. That means that 18,000, more than 18,992 times campaign donors were spied on illegally. Why? Well, simply for being a campaign donor? For simply donating to the wrong uh, uh, candidate? Ladies and gentlemen, we're being spied on. And this should be nothing new. We should not be surprised. It's one of the, the biggest issues with the Patriot Act was giving the government more tools to spy and simply accepting that, you know, pinky swear, yes, they weren't going to abuse it. They are abusing and they've been abusing it for years. In fact, based on the report, there have even after the FBI promised that they would stop doing this, they still made 278,000 illegal queries of American citizens. And, and where's this information coming from? A report from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. That's right. The secret court that's, that is, issued, many cases are issuing these warrants with questionable information. We now find, well, they even found that the FBI is violating, all of, is violating the Fourth Amendment. And now that this has come to light, what is being done? 
But Paul, what are we supposed to do? I have a very simple answer. Remember, a person, the Constitution, when it deals with impeachment, under Article 2, Section 4, it says the president, vice president, and all civil officers in the United States shall be removed from office upon impeachment for, I'm sorry, on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Ladies it is a, and gentlemen, it is a federal crime to deprive someone of a right protected by the Constitution of the United States. There are people in the FBI that have committed a federal crime, punishable by a year and up to 10 years in jail. I'm sorry, a year in jail. But you see, it's more because they conspired. There are multiple people involved. This is a conspiracy. So now it's a, a fine up to 10 years in jail. That seems to me a, a high crime. Does it not, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, by the way, guess what? It's not just the FBI. Because the report also shows that the F, that the, the federal government, often working with private companies and banks, are gathering this information. In other words, your bank may be handing over information without a warrant. The uh, 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 the, the other corporations, I think, like Google, Microsoft, Apple. Uh, Dropbox, all these corporations hand over private information without a warrant. Now, it's, it's data on their systems, constitutionally, what they did is not a crime, but they certainly did corroborate, they, they, they were complicit in the federal crime of unreasonable searches. Isn't that sufficient reason maybe to, to, to uh, question the use of, of, the, of some of these companies? I know, they're really convenient. But I also remember the the story I saw about the uh, the employer for I think it was Ring, which is owned by I believe owned by Amazon, who was found to be spying on women in their bedrooms because they had one of those, you know, I don't know if it was their camera or their phone. They were they were spying. We've seen multiple reports. People, you know, my my my, um, my accountant finally learned I will not put my books on a, a cloud based, an internet based, an online based accounting software. Because I have no reason to believe that such accounting software would help defend my rights that would require a warrant before turning over my digital papers and effects. So why should I trust them? It's one of the reasons why I'm very hesitant about using cloud services. I put nothing, nothing I consider confidential on on, on any cloud service, I don't, not on Dropbox, not on um, not on Apple's um, what do they call their their, their their iCloud. That's it. Apple has iCloud. Um, I, I'm I, even even when I wrote my book and I used Apple's Pages application, I didn't save it on the iCloud. I saved it locally because I didn't want them exposing that information before I had published it, and thereby had copyright protection. See, ladies and gentlemen, we have to decide. What is our liberty worth? Is it worth giving up some of these conveniences in order to protect our rights? Because if we're expecting others to protect our rights, if we believe Deputy Director um, was Apate, that uh, oh, they apply justice equally, I've got a bridge to sell you. It's patently ludicrous. But yet millions of Americans every day Simply put out all sorts of information going, oh no, they'll protect us from it, right? Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they'll protect us. This is private data. No, they don't. 
they are complicit with this. They are, in effect, conspiring with the federal government to deprive you of a right protected by the Constitution. When are we, the people, going to say, you know what, now that this information has come to light, maybe we should actually, oh, I don't know, instead of, instead of letting uh, uh, Hillary Clinton take bleep, bleach bit to her servers, how about we take some bleach bit to the data we're providing to these third parties? How about we take some bleach bit to the, the corrupt, what's laughably called the, the justice system? How about we start saying, you know what, we're going to defund the FISA court. Uh, we're going to defund, the, the, we're going to prohibit the FBI from making a FISA application from accessing this data. Let's make it a federal law that they are, it is illegal, punishable by jail time for any member of the Department of Justice to access this data without a publicly acknowledged warrant. No more secret courts, no more backdoor deals. You have, if you want to search this data, you have to get a warrant and you have to present that warrant to the creator and owner of the data, not the company, not the third party company, the person that, they're, that the company is holding the data for. You have to be notified. Is it going to happen? No. For a couple of reasons. One, most people in Congress have no clue how any of this stuff works anyway. And number two, they may want to use it someday. <laughs> Who knows? They may want to use it against their political opponents the same way it's being done now. Now, the FBI may be unaware of their own criminal activity. That's the problem we have to deal with. So I don't believe they're unaware. I believe they're just covering it up. They, they know they've committed crimes. And the last thing they want is to be held accountable for that. That's my opinion. But when I see a deputy director of the FBI unaware that just that the so-called justice is being applied unequally, I don't believe he's in, he's that incompetent. I, I don't believe he is that obtuse. I believe he is intentionally trying to divert blame because he doesn't want to go to jail. I think it's about time people start going to jail, or at least be charged, at least charge them. These are federal crimes, ladies and gentlemen. Why are we not charging them? Why are we not impeaching them? Is it really that, that we want to have more grandstanding in front of, of committee hearings or, or in front of a, a, a gaggle of press than actually finding just? See, I look at this and say, with, with all of this, with all of this, why are there only a handful of articles of impeachment? And then, and the ones I've seen so far, well, they're written on, they're, they're garbage. These are political attacks. These are not serious attempts at impeachment because they yet to provide, I've yet to see one that actually provides, and um, that actually says this person uh, committed a high crime, even though there's evidence that they have. And before you go pitting the donkeys against the elephants, anybody remember uh, Adam Schiff? Yeah, you know, the... Um, the Democratic uh, representative from California who, uh, well, basically he advanced a, a Russia collusion hoax, uh, even after it was proven to be false. Uh, he, he leaked confidential information, uh, I believe, for political uh, advantage. While, by the way, he was chairman of the Intelligence uh, Committee, he behaved dishonorably and dishonestly. These are charges uh, in the uh, House Ethics Committee against him. So you had a, a uh, 
you had legislation, you had a resolution from uh, Representative Anna Paulina that brought to the floor to uh, punish Mr. Schiff for his criminal activity. He, he lied in front of the American people. He defamed the sitting president of the United States. He slandered many, many people. He divulged confidential information illegally. And that's just the beginning from what I've heard. Now, this is now, remember, we got the, the House of Representatives. All impeachments happen in the House. Uh, the House of Representatives is now controlled by the Republicans. So you might think, well, Republicans, you know, elephants versus donkeys, it would go through. Well, there seems to be a problem with that. One problem has to be Congressman Massey. Now, I like, I generally like Congressman Massey. He does a lot of really good things. Um, but here's the problem. See, Congressman Massey, Representative Massey said um, he'd vote against a resolution to uh, censure Adam Schiff. Schiff. Again, we're not talking about criminal charges. We're talking about a censure for his actions. Now, why did he do that? Well, he said, quote, I'm still litigating a federal lawsuit against Pelosi over a salary reduction she imposed on me for my refusal to wear a mask. The Constitution says the House may make its own rules, but we cannot violate other later provisions of the Constitution. A $16 million fine is a violation of the 27th and 8th Amendments. All right, let me stop there for a second. Just one second there. First of all, Massey, what are you talking about with the 27th Amendment? The 27th Amendment says no law varying the compensation for the services of the senators or representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. They're not talking about changing his salary. They are talking about fining him for his bad conduct. So, uh, Mr. Razzi, uh, 27th Amendment argument is garbage. Now, the Eighth Amendment argument, that might be interesting, right? Because remember, remember the Eighth Amendment? Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. So the question is, okay, make your case, Senator or Representative Massey, that this fine is an excessive fine. So I don't know what that fine, that $16 million fine that they're talking about, came from. Where did they come up with the number $16 million? What is it based on? But again, we're playing part politics, because what does Mr. Massey say? He has a federal lawsuit against Nancy Pelosi. And what, he's afraid that it's going to in interrupt his lawsuit? Now, he says it's over a salary reduction. I I'd have to look. Was his salary reduced or was he fined? Because based on his argument about the 27th Amendment, he's trying to turn a fine into a salary reduction which, by the way, is stupid. But I'm not surprised. It's, it's, it's politics. We're playing politics with all of this stuff that is going on. Now, I have to take a, another break before I go. I got to tell you, I am so excited about this. My fired up flag just arrived. That's right. I ordered a flag from Fox's fired up flags. These are hand carved in the USA, and it is beautiful. In fact, I'll put pictures of it on the website, constitutionstudy.com. It's, it's wood laminate. It, it's carved by hand. It, it's a flag with the Constitution Study logo on it, and it looks, it's carved like it's waving in the breeze. The lettering is 3D. It, it's stained. It's, it's, it's slightly burnt on some of the white. It is gorgeous. I love it. 
You can find out more at, by going to facebook.com slash fox fired up flags. That's facebook.com slash fox fired up flags. Take a look at some of the stuff. He does some beautiful work. He was great to work with as he, we came up with the design for this. And it, it, it's a pleasure. So please head to Fox Fire, to Facebook.com slash Fox Fired Up Flags. Take a look. And if you've got anything you want, if you've got something you, you're looking for, don't go to the big box store. Deal with a local company. Deal with an American company. Contact Wayne Fox at Fox Fired Up Flags. I'm sure he can put together something you will really, really, really like. Now, I also hope they'll spread the word because, you know, the Constitution says only one voice on America Out Loud. I go there every day for all sorts of information. So it's great. Join me. Make it uh, AmericaOutloud.com a daily stop for news and information. But I want you to do a little more. I want you to share the, what you find there. Share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, the videos. See, by sharing this information, letting other people know what is going on, we do more than promote these organizations. We do more than promote these authors. We promote and we share the blessings of liberty. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back, everyday Americans. You rejoined the Constitution studying today. We're talking about bribery and spying and cover-ups. Oh my! Well, in this, there's some there's some more stories. We've talked about the Biden bribery case. We've talked about the cover-ups of that um, and, and the FBI's malfeasance. We've talked about their, their Fourth Amendment violations and, and the cover-up of that. Well, here's a new one. And, and I, I want you to take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. And I'll explain why in a second. See, right now, there is a, a move to find Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas derelict in his duty. Now, the reason I want you to take this with a, a grain of salt 
is because it's being run by, guess what, the GOP members of the House. See, they, they held a committee, the, uh, they had a hearing, and it was titled, Open Borders, Closed Case, Secretary Mayorkas' Dereliction of Duty on the Border Crisis. Kind of gives away that there's an agenda here. And I'm sure there's a lot of politics behind this agenda. Now, the chairman of that committee, a, a, a representative Mark Green, again, from my hometown, home state of Tennessee, says that the, the evidence shows that Mayorkas has repeatedly violated the law that prohibits mass parole of aliens into the country. The statute makes clear parole is only to be granted on a case-by-case -case and temporary basis for an urgent humanitarian reason or significant public benefit. Instead, Mayorkas has done the opposite, directing and overseeing a release of hundreds of thousands of aliens via mass parole in just two years through various programs, including, more recently, his CBP-1 app. Now, what is this CBP-1 app? It's, it's supposed to be an app to help facilitate the, I guess, the, the, the intake and processing of um, asylum seekers. Now, during this committee hearing, <laughs> this, this mock trial, I would almost call it, a former acting secretary of DHS, a Chad Wolf, said that the, the Biden administration's use of the CBP-1 app is part of a concerted effort to facilitate illegal aliens into this country. Uh, he submitted testimony to Congress, uh, and he said the Biden administration is the first administration of either political party to actively take steps to diminish the security along our southern border. He said the Biden administration dismantled the border, se border security put in place by the Trump administration, uh, did things such as ending the Remain in Mexico policy that required migrants to wait to cross the border until they've actually made their asylum claims and, and that claim had been heard. Uh, he said, uh, day one, the Biden administration issued 100-day deportation freeze for all illegal aliens, including those with criminal convictions. Uh, Mr. Wolf also claims that uh, Biden and Mayorkas are responsible for releasing illegal aliens on an honor system to self-report to Immigration and Customs Enforcement field offices, exempting 99% of aliens from deportation, the lowest level of ICE detention capacity, and the lowest deportation in modern history. Now, I find it interesting that uh, a couple things. Now, not surprised, the Democrats are all saying this is political theater, and it is to a case. Uh, let's face it, if this was happening under, say, uh, a Trump or a parent's pre uh, presidency, the Republicans wouldn't be going after them. Uh, that's Sadly, that's the state of affairs in Washington, D.C. at the moment, is everything seems to be politics. But there's some interesting data here that we, want, we may want to consider. See, shortly before the, the hearing, uh, a group of Republicans released a report, uh, a 55-page report, by the way, uh, covering the what they call the causes, costs, and consequences of our border security crisis. And they cover such things as the, the policies that the Biden administration ended, um, the policies that the Biden administration implemented, and some of the consequences of those actions. Now, some of them I look at and I agree with them. Some of them... I think maybe a bit of piling on, but where I see the political issue is, notice they are not in, uh, they are not debating articles of impeachment against President Biden for his policies in contravention of federal law. And let me say that again: they are not seeking. They've issued no. These are articles of impeachment or even discussed impeachment for 
President Biden, because these are his policies, all executive powers vested in the president, not in the executive branch, they're going after Mayorkas. I think they're doing it for a couple of reasons. One is he's really unpopular with the GOP base. They see him as being a large part of this. They are not, uh, you know, so they're, they're going after him. Um, they're not doing articles of impeachment. My guess is because they figured they'd never get through the Senate. And this is more about, um, well, we'll call it virtually tarring and feathering Mayorkas and the president than it is actually fixing anything. And I think they're using some, some really, some sad situations and blaming it on the border problem rather than the, the actual actions of, of individuals. So I, I would agree with the Democrats that there is a lot of political theater for this. But what I'm not seeing, at least from this committee, is a work towards articles of impeachment. What this seems to be is a little more, again, political theater. As I understand it, there are articles of impeachment that have been submitted, but uh, we'll see if they actually go anywhere. Now, what's interesting is what uh, was it? Uh, Representative Higgins, I believe, uh, submitted articles of impeachment claiming that Mayorkas lied under oath to Congress. Okay, that would be a crime, therefore would be worth um, would be worthy of impeachment. He claims that. Mayorkas intentionally unsecured the border. That's not a high crime. It's not a misdemeanor. It certainly isn't bribery or treason. So that doesn't work. And oh, by the way, let me mention this because I get a lot of people claiming that that uh, uh, some of these things are treason when they're not. The Constitution is extremely specific. Article two, I'm sorry, Article three, Section three says treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid or comfort. Now, you'd have to claim that we are at war with the cartel, which is uh, kind of a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough road to hoe uh, from, from my understanding. So that's why I say simply opening the borders for the cartels. Um, we haven't declared war against them. So uh, how is that giving aid or comfort to the, to, to the enemy? It becomes, you know, I, I say that because I know someone's going to say it's treason to open. That's not what the Constitution says. The uh, by the way, the going back to Higgins' uh, articles and peaches is Mayorkas open border for political gain. Again, show me where that's a crime. And then Mayorkas' policies sparked a humanitarian crisis. Well, they aren't his policies. He gets his direction from the president. And oh, by the way, sparking a humanitarian crisis is not a high crime or misdemeanor. Therefore. Um, that's not worthy of impeachment. So the four, I see one of the four charges. I see one that looks like it has some constitutional merit to it. Now, before we wrap up today, let me take a look at a couple of other things that probably you may not have heard much about, but they're not as big and flashy, but they're still really important. So you may have heard that the, the city of Berkeley, California tried to ban the, the uh, natural gas pipelines going into new construction. And they did so um, based on the concept of they, they were trying to deal with an issue of health and safety within the city. So, of course, they were very quickly sued. This would be the first city in the nation to actually ban the bringing in of natural gas in, into homes and businesses. Um, but what's interesting is they say that, that these, well, they have health and safety concerns. And that because of that, under the Energy Policy and Conservation Act, Officials with the U.S. Energy and Justice Department said that um, the U.S. Court of Appeals 
for the Ninth Circuit should find for California or for Berkeley, right? To let them do it. I got a couple problems here. First of all, there's no evidence of any of actually any serious health or safety concerns with the use of natural gas. How do I know that? How many decades have we used natural gas in homes? In fact, I wish I had natural gas or even propane in my home. Uh, I have an electric stove, and trust me, when I when I do finally remodel my kitchen, the first thing I'm doing is put a gas range in because, from my standpoint, they're better to cook on gas cooktops. But here's the point: it is up to Berkeley to prove there is a health and safety concern. Otherwise, what they are doing is depriving owners and builders of the liberty and, and property of control of their land. If you're building a house and you want to put natural gas in because you think it's better, the federal, the, any government can't simply say, well, we think it's bad. They have to prove that it is a, it is a health and safety. They can't simply say, we're, we think it is, therefore we can. Furthermore, the Federal Energy Policy, uh, Energy Policy and Conservation Act is unconstitutional. It does not legally exist. Those are not my words, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the words of Alexander Hamilton and at least four opinions from the Supreme Court. You see, energy policy and energy conservation is not a power delegated to the United States by the Constitution. Therefore, according to the Tenth Amendment, they do not have the power to regulate it. It's retained by the states or by the people. Therefore, that act, the Energy Policy and Conservation Act, was not made pursuant to the Constitution. It is therefore not only not the supreme law of the land, but it is void. It is no law at all. From the case Ex Parte Siebold, an unconstitutional law is void and is no law. An offense created by it is not a crime. A conviction under it is not merely erroneous, but is illegal and void and cannot be a legal cause for imprisonment. Here's another one. We have Norton v. Shelby County. An unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It affords no protection. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as an operative as though it had never been passed. But here we have, guess what? The Biden administration trying to encourage, through an amicus brief, Court of Appeals to violate the oath to the Constitution and put the government in charge of your life for one more thing with no darn good reason. And we have a word for that. So according to Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary, a restraint of natural liberty not necessary or expedient for the public is tyranny or oppression. That's exactly what these regulations are. This is tyranny, this is oppression, and this is your federal government complying with, no, they are conspiring with California and the city of Berkeley to deprive you of your rights under color of a void law. And now, ladies and gentlemen, that's been exposed as well. And if sunlight is the best disinfectant, well, we actually have to use it. These crimes, this malfeasance has been brought to light. But simply having somebody say, here, look at this little, here it is, here it is. That's not going to fix anything. Simply saying, well, you know, they're, they're having hearings or, or somebody filed some articles of impeachment, three out of four of which are garbage. Um, that doesn't fix it. See, one of the things I think the American people need to learn is we are not helpless. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We have all the powers inherent in us. That's what the Constitution of most of our states say. All powers inherent in the people. We have to learn to use it. Whether that's taking these pointed information, this this the, the sunlight disinfectant to these criminal activities and use it to help to help educate ourselves, to help educate our neighbors, to help show there's a better way. Whether it's um, making sure our representatives are holding these people accountable, doing more than just political grandstanding in front of a committee hearing or a press conference, doing more than just tweeting and, and, and getting on news programs, but actually holding people accountable. There's an article impeaching against Mayorkas of which one count actually appears uh, impeachable, that he lied to Congress while under oath. That's perjury. That is a high crime because he's, you know, and therefore worthy of impeachment. But we have a couple problems. Problem number one is how many representatives have the spine to look at this and say, yeah, that's wrong, that's criminal, we must do something about it and vote for the articles of impeachment. The other problem is, does anybody really believe in the Senate that justice will supersede politics? That a Senate controlled by the Democrats would actually impeach a member of the Democratic, uh, uh, the, of the cabinet of a Democratic administration. So why I believe Thomas Jefferson said that impeachment would be a straw man, because it would suddenly be, it would no longer be used to find justice. It would be used for political means. That's where we said. But remember, it is the people you elect, the House, to represent you, the Senate to represent the states, they're the ones doing this. If your House member doesn't look at this and say there's sufficient evidence for impeachment, maybe there isn't, right? I'm, I'm, let, me, let me rephrase that. If they are unwilling to consider impeachment for, politi for political, for any reason, other than there has been insufficient evidence shown, well, then maybe it's time for you to find a better employee. If your senators refuse to look at the data, refuse to consider, as um, the, the deputy director said, I reject your statement, you know, paraphrase, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Well, then why do you keep them around as an employee? They're violating their own oaths of office. Stop looking at the donkey. Stop looking at the elephants. Start looking at the Constitution. Because if we want to make a change... Washington, D.C. is never going to change until our states change. And our states are never going to change until we, the people, and our counties, and our cities, and our towns, and our neighborhoods start placing our rights above whatever conveniences, whatever personal preferences, above the donkeys, above the elephants, above the bribery checks that come out of Washington, D.C. Until then, we are going to continue down this road towards tyranny, towards spying, towards bribery, towards cover-up. And that dystopian future will not be their fault. It'll be our fault. As Thomas Paine said in, in his book, The American Crisis, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. 
Are you a sunshine patriot? Are you a summer soldier? Or will you stand when your country, when your family, and when your neighbors need you? And I hope you'll also come back to listen to the Constitution Study, heard every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Outlaw Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. Now, if you can't listen then, that's okay. All of my shows typically go to podcasts a day or two after they're heard on Talk Radio. Find them on your favorite podcast app, but please do me a favor. Please subscribe. Please leave a rating or review. It helps other people find the Constitution Study. It helps other people try the Constitution Study. And if you like it, maybe they will as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at AmericaOutloud.com. But please share this information. You're not simply sharing the Constitution study. You're not simply sharing the, the news about the supreme law of the land. You are literally helping to share the blessings of liberty. 